you, Great Waves. Now, your top story for this Thursday morning deals with some massive news out of FedEx yesterday. And our writer, Mark Solomon, here is here with us to cover that. Mark, thanks for joining us this morning. And let's just break it down. FedEx decides to consolidate all of its operations, excluding LTL, under one umbrella. What does this mean? Good morning. It means, effectively, that from an operational standpoint, the units that control the FedEx enterprise will be integrated and they will be um, working as much as one cohesive, unified operation as possible. Um, It's been in the works for quite a while. It's a drastic change from how the company has operated for decades, which was basically a siloed uh, infrastructure. And uh, it's it's a fairly big deal for the company, for stakeholders, investors, and customers. And Mark, you mentioned that this is something that's been in the works for some time. Um, just kind of speculating here, do you have any insights into what variables really kind of pushed this decision to be made in the first place? Uh, I think Fred Smith, the founder of the company, who was the champion of the silo concept, st- stepped down. Uh, and his son, Richard, who runs the Air Express operation, as well as uh, Raj Subramanian, who replaced uh, Smith as CEO, uh, had a different approach to things. And I think that the catalyst was that there was a change in leadership and new blood came in and had a different way of approaching the business. So with this, the reorganization, what does that look like for the leadership structure and then for what people know as FedEx today, people see FedEx as FedEx Air. They see the FedEx freight side, which that LTL side continues to remain untouched. You see the FedEx ground. What will that look like for their operating structure as well as the leadership structure going forward? Well, the company is now being marketed as um, one FedEx. Uh, It's going to be called Federal Express Corp. Uh, I'm not sure at this point if the company is going to remain as FedEx Corp FDX. Um, And I believe that the the operating companies will be run by, well, John Smith, who has run FedEx Ground, will handle all of the ground operations, both in the U.S. and Canada, as well as the surface operations of FedEx Express, which is the air business, but obviously has a sizable surface network. And uh, Richard Smith will be handling the air side of the business. Uh, And that's kind of where it's shaking out for now. And Mark, I can only imagine that this is definitely looking to be more efficient as well. We're looking at a breakdown of what type of business that is really pushing FedEx. I can only imagine majority of it coming from consumer-related products. Any idea of what kind of 
split we're looking at between consumer and maybe more business to business activity? Um, the consumer business, I can't get a handle on specifically. Uh, it's more than business to business has struggled the past three years. The company is hoping for better uh, times in the next two years. Uh, much of this is due to the macro economy. Most of the new growth over the next three, four years will come from e-commerce, which is B2C. Uh, that's where I believe, even though B2B is very important, FedEx B2C will clearly be where much of the the new company or new organization will drive towards, no pun intended. We know that FedEx has now been on this kind of cost-cutting journey or this this cost-cutting plan layout that they've been working on since really the last last summer when we saw those terrible qu- quarterly results come out from them. Any indication on how much this is estimated to save as they move through or how often, how much money they're looking to cut now out of their budgets with this consolidation? Well, this is an organizational change that's kind of platform-driven. When I say platform-driven, it's the, the basis of it. The, the big kahuna is a program called Drive, where the company is looking to save $4 billion over the next two fiscal years through February 20, excuse me, through the end of their fiscal 2025 year and it will come from multiple sources from from grounds it'll come from air it will come from the consumer side it will come from gna general and administrative significant uh, increase in procurement savings so they say uh the amount being saved as I said, is $4 billion. That's that's the goal. It's ambitious. They will, you know, I, I wouldn't put it past them. Uh, if they do it, it will be a tremendous accomplishment because they, they are now running a business, a change business with all this consolidation going on, while at the same time looking to save billions of dollars and also have a change in the organizational structure of the company. So one of the big things that leadership is trying to eliminate with this is some of the redundancies that they see happening in a lot of their e-commerce and home consumer delivery networks. It's mentioned in your article, sometimes you see, honestly, I get two FedEx trucks in my neighborhood at the same time sometimes, like literally parked across the street from each other, just going opposite directions. That's one of the things that they're trying to eliminate. What does this look like for all the FedEx contracting network? We know that a lot of their ground delivery comes from a pretty robust contractor network. Are we looking at seeing some of that pared down and then contractors released? That we can't, I I can't even get a handle on that because it's so early in the process, Kaylee. Um, I, I just do not know what, how this works for the contractor network. I mean, keep in mind that FedEx ground terminals are in different locations in cities or, or areas than FedEx express terminals. So 
you're going to try to make a integrated network succeed where you have different location, you know, people in different locations. It's really too early for me and I haven't scoped out what impact this will have on the ground network other than part of the, the objective here is to make contractors more efficient and make their operations, their, their networks uh, more profitable to run with fewer assets. You don't need as many trucks if you can get away with it. But it's very early in the game to, to determine how this is going to play out for the contractors. And Mark, uh, with this news, um, any word on what the initial reaction has been from shareholders and the market overall? Uh, Anthony, I did not check yesterday's close. The market, I think, was fairly pleased. Shares were up last I saw near the end, about $4 a share. Uh, I think people love this. I think if, if it works, they can make it, you know, if they can execute on the timelines and uh, that they've laid out, uh, the amount of money that will flow to the bottom line will be significant. And it will be, I think, shareholders will be amply rewarded. That's just my view. If, again, if they can execute on this. So last question before we let you go, Mark. I I think that it's really interesting that this announcement comes about two weeks before we start to see true negotiations between the Teamsters and UPS. This also comes right on the heels of FedEx's offer to new customers to say, hey, if you join us and UPS goes on strike, well, even if they don't go on strike, by the end of last month, they're going to expedite their business. Do you think that making this type of announcement right as before we start negotiations maybe shakes anybody's faith in UPS or has anything to do with that at all? No, I think if there's one thing to keep in mind here, UPS has long targeted FedEx's siloed operations from a sales standpoint, saying, you know, why should you have different drivers with different schedules making different pickups and deliveries where we, me and UPS, have one driver who does everything? That's always been a sales pitch. This integrated model that FedEx is going to you know, begin to push may dilute the you know, the value of that from UPS's standpoint. The UPS cannot make that, or the argument won't be as powerful as it's been in the past for UPS salespeople going in to call on customers. It's definitely going to be an interesting situation. Uh, it's going to be intriguing to see how this plays out long-term, maybe a year or two from now. Mark, thanks so much for joining us, and we'll be sure to follow up with you as the story develops. Thank you, guys. Have a good rest of the day. Have a great day and a good weekend, Mark. And of course, for his full story, you can find that up online at FreightWaves.com. We're going to go ahead and take a quick break. We'll be right back with more of your show coming up in just a few minutes. 